Hey, where's the other guy? Hello, and welcome to Chris Abalo's podcast experiment. I am not Chris Abalo. My name is Ryan Taggart. I'm Chris's full-time friend and part-time lackey here on the show. And for some strange reason, he gave me free reign to do a show all by myself. This is my first time uh, hosting, so we'll uh, see how this goes. He uh, told me I should do something craft beer related since I'm a big craft beer head. And uh, when he told me that, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, so just to give you a little bit of background, uh, for about the last two years, I've been doing a um, an Instagram page uh, called Honey, I Drunk the Beers with my wife, Jen, where we just sort of do beer reviews and pictures. And it's developed into a really uh, fun thing where I've gotten to connect with a lot of people uh, from around the country who are similar minded. And one of those people is here with me tonight, who has been so gracious to join me on the show. And I would like to introduce you to my friend, Caroline also known as Glimmer of Hop on Instagram. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Ryan. Hi, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Um, so we're going to do just like a little chat about, you know, what we do on our, our Instagram pages. And I have some fun questions lined up for mm-hmm. you. And we'll kind of talk about what we do and <laughs> our <laughs> unique brand of nerdiness. Um, so what I wanted to uh, to sort of ask you, we've both been doing this for about two years now. Uh, I think you started your page just shortly after... Um, I started mine. Mm -hmm. And what gave you the idea to start your page? What made you decide to do a beer Instagram page? It's a good question. Um, Yeah, I guess it's been about like two years. I didn't realize that we started our pages around the same time. Um, But I don't know, I guess I just kind of had like a creative itch that I was looking for an outlet for a while. Um, You know, you know how it is with like kids, it's just it takes up a lot of your time. And it's I was looking for sort of an outlet, a creative outlet that would just be for me, like for my, you know, adult only stuff. And I was drinking a lot of beer and I was like, well, how do I get more beer? Um, And we were up in Rochester for my cousin's wedding and we were visiting other half. And I was like, well, like I'm here, might as well start. And that's how it happened. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you did it. Um, You're one of the first pages that I really saw something in when I was doing this. Um, I remember when you started, I had seen a couple of uh, posts where you did like little sort of Star Wars toys and I thought, (laughs) oh, this is really, really cool. And then um, one day you decided to, excuse me, dress up as Gambit from the X-Men and did a picture um, in the trench coat with the bow staff and cards fluttering all around. And that was amazing. And that was when I knew you were going to do something really special. Um, with with what you were doing here, and it's only gotten crazier since then. With uh, some of the uh, some of the shots that you've done, and uh, we're pulling up your Instagram page so we can kind of show the oh. world. Well, you try not to embarrass you too much, but um, since then you've done so much amazing work creatively with uh, Photoshop and your your photo editing skills. How do you do what you do? Do you did you learn Photoshop on the fly? or, you know, uh, photo editing, or was it something you had formal training in to make some of these pictures? So definitely no to the formal training. Um, (laughs) I'm kind of, I'm flattered, but I'm also kind of embarrassed um, that you brought up the Gambit photo, because I think if you look at a lot of my earlier photos, like you kind of see like that I don't really know what I'm doing. 
Um, you know, just a girl with some beer having fun. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, I, I think, I think we had a conversation about this before, but like, you know, a lot of times it's hard because I'll have like a vision for something, but I won't have like the skills to execute it. And so there's a lot of um, just watching YouTube tutorials, uh, you know, right. by people who know a lot more about me. Um, on the photography side, you know, I did a lot of lifestyle photography just, you know, on the side. And so I've used things like Lightroom and Photoshop before, but not nearly to the extent that I did just kind of doing this page. Um, I feel like a lot of my more recent stuff has included more complex composites, which involves a lot more Photoshopping, a lot more layers, um, a lot more kind of paying attention to things like light and shading and toning and stuff like that. So it's been it's been a journey for sure. No, that's and that's so awesome because I have always been curious, like whether you were formally trained in all this. Because what what you do with some of these shots, like I don't even know how you do it and how much time <laughs> it takes you. Um, it's it's really really cool, and that kind of leads me to a question about how you choose your photos. How do you how do you create your posts? Do you mm-hmm. sort of uh, pick a beer first, and you know it has a certain name or a theme or can art, and then you say, okay, I know what to do with this, or do you have sort of a post idea in mind and then you know you need a certain beer to make the theme make sense? Or is it sort of a little bit of both? Exactly. It's a little bit of both. Um, so for example, it's funny, the beer that I have right now um, in my class, it's called um, Transmutation. And it's a Saison by Adroit Theory. And I saw mm. this and I freaked out. I don't know if you watch any anime or not, but there's one, um, it's a pretty iconic one called Full Metal Alchemist. And I was like, like my husband's like, that's a big one, (laughs) but I already have like big plans for this one. So this is an example where like, I see a beer just kind of randomly and I'm like, I have to have it. Um, Other times I just kind of get attached to like a story, a character, something that's happening. Like for example, um, the show Loki that came on Disney plus recently where I was like, Oh, I need to do a Loki post because I love (laughs) him so much. And um, just sometimes like, you know, a beer will come out kind of by chance that matches a theme and, so it, it does go both ways. Right. And it's the same thing here. Like, and there are some times where um, I come up with, you know, an idea and I'm going to, this is going to lead me into a question for you too, where I know I have to buy a prop, whether it's food or a toy <laughs> or something just outlandish because I have this crazy idea in my head and my brain's a weird place to be when it comes to, you know, what I do on my page too. Um, so your, uh, your husband, um, has been such a great sport with some of being involved in some of your posts. Um, I know that, uh, so when you're explaining your ideas to him about what you want to do, <laughs> how hard is it to keep a straight face? Oh my gosh. There's so many things where like, oh, I just, he's a saint. He really is. Um, the other day I was, it's funny, like now we're at the point where if a package comes, he's like, what's inside? And I'm almost embarrassed to explain to him. Um, <laughs> And so like the most recent thing I can think of actually recently, um, he asked me and he was like, well, what's in the package? And I told him it's a pair of ears. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, didn't you just buy ears? Like, and I was like, yes, but these are different. And so just for a little bit of context, um, the ones that I bought before were these. And so these are like pointy elf ears for um, a video game character. Mm-hmm. And then the set that I bought recently were these, these are Spock ears. And so they're very different, but he's just like, oh Clearly my God, can't you do Photoshop? Can't you just make this year look like this one? I'm like, no. No, and it's, right, and it's so hard to explain, right? Like how your head got to where it is with, with this post and the, the little differences between things. And like, you know exactly how you want to get it right. And you need a certain thing. And 
Um, just for instance, one time I was uh, I said to Jen, I was like, "Hey, can you do something with butternut squash for dinner? Because I need to buy a butternut squash and smash it open <laughs> for a beer picture." And she's like, uh, "Sure." Uh, because I didn't want to waste it. So I'm like, and I'm trying to explain this with a straight face and I just can't like whenever I, I'm trying to come up with these ideas and I'm telling her like yeah. how this is going to go or she'll see me taking a picture and she's just like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I can explain this to you, but I'm just going to laugh and it's going to be awkward <laughs> because I, I know like this is silly. That's the best part, you know, like right. I just, it's, you just have to embrace like the, the awkwardness or the silliness of it. Um, you know, there have been times where I've asked him, I was like, so I need you to dress up as like a gigantic gingerbread man, or um, can you make me like a box frame that's big enough for me to fit in? He's like, a box? I was like, no, just the frame. And he's like, but you have to fit in it. And I was like, yes. And he's like, why? And I'm like, you'll see. And, um, you know, he's been a really good sport about it. But sometimes, I don't know, I don't think anything surprises you anymore. Right, right, of course. And um that picture that you were talking about with the uh, the box frame, was that the hardest one that you've ever had to do where you had to squeeze yourself into that? Or was there another one that was more difficult to sort of maneuver yourself to get the picture right? That's a good question. Um, so that one was just hard because it required like six different outfit changes. And like, you know, I don't really like dressing up and like, it's just a lot of work. And by the end, you're like super sweaty and like annoyed right. and just kind of ready to be done with it. Um, getting like splinters on my face and uh, but I guess in terms of this challenging stuff um, I would say maybe that's one of the more physically challenging ones although there's a lot of posts that I've been doing recently that I think involve me contorting myself into weird positions and just getting different angles for the composites um, so those involve me like in my gym in the middle of the night, like bending in all kinds of positions, like looking ridiculous. So I feel right. like there's been some equally challenging ones. Right. Well, at least uh, in, in those shots, you're not worried about the, the neighbors seeing anything. I know oh. it's something that we've talked about a lot where we're outside in front of our houses, like crouched down, bending over, trying to take pictures and neighbors are coming home and looking at you <laughs> almost like, I don't know what to tell you. Please don't say hi. Don't acknowledge me. I know yeah. that's something that you've gone through quite a bit too, where right. <laughs> you're like, don't ask me what I'm doing. Like, it's okay. Just pretend I'm not here. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you what is probably one of the most embarrassing things that has happened in the name of, you know, Beerstagram. Um, there was one uh, picture that I did um, with a uh, beer called Raptoro from a brewery called Bolero Snort. They do a lot of really nerdy themed uh, kind of beer labels and, and names. And I brought the beer into a, a park that's uh, near my house. And I happen to have an old uh, VHS tape of Jurassic Park that I brought with me and a couple of Velociraptor toys that I have because <laughs> of course I have dinosaur toys and I was in the middle of like a walking path and I set it all down on the ground and I'm crouched down um, trying to take this picture and there are people like walking by and I heard giggling like and I'm like ah. <laughs> I was trying to do it as quickly as possible and, and you know I'm, this is this grown man in the park uh, taking pictures of toys and a VHS tape and a can of beer um, so that was that was probably you know, one of the more uh, more embarrassing <laughs> ones that I had to do, but I had to do it because you know you, you do what you can for this. You do absolutely, yeah. and I, I get embarrassed pretty easily by stuff like that. But I was like, just <laughs> please, I, I wish nobody was here. Everyone, go away. <laughs> I know it's a public park, but please. <laughs> uh, I feel like there needs to be like a system where you can find people in your area that like do the same thing, so you can like you know link up and go together. So then right. it's not weird. It's only weird if you're by yourself, which I am like ninety nine percent. 
<laughs> right, exactly. And <laughs> I wish there was, yeah, someone else or uh, if I had like an invisibility cloak where I can just kind of cloak myself in and just be <laughs> invisible to the world and get this picture done. Because it's, it's, it's hard enough like when you are a, a perfectionist when it comes to this kind of thing. And most of the time when I'm doing my pictures, even in the house, like I have a, a photo light box and I'm literally sweating, like the light's so bright and I'm trying oh, to crouch and, and really get the angle right. And there's sweat like pouring into my eyes and I just <laughs> want to get it done and it's frustrating. Um, I, I don't know if that's something that you go through too when you're you're doing your pictures where you're just like, I just want to get this done, but it's not right yet. And if it takes an hour, I, I'm going to go through it <laughs> and there will be sweat and hopefully so no blood or <laughs> – Sometimes a, a few tears once in a while. Um, <laughs> um, it's, it's 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 hard because when we uh, when we do stuff like this, you kind of get to a point where you don't meet your own expectations when when you're doing like these really creative pictures and you want it to come out right and it never seems right in your own head. Even if you know like the rest of the world might love it, like if I don't like it enough, mm-hmm. I won't even post it. And I've had ideas where I was like, I love this idea. This is going to be great, and I couldn't get the angle, couldn't get the lighting, couldn't really fit everything into the picture the way I wanted it. And it's one of those things that, that gets frustrating. Um, oh, completely. I completely agree with that. And like, that's definitely happened to me too. And it's like really frustrating when that happens. Cause like you said, like when you go through the effort of, you know, sometimes getting dressed up and like putting on your makeup, well, at least I put on makeup, I don't know about you. Um, and then like, you, know, you, just <laughs> out of the and, like you don't get it. It's like, like, was it even worth it? But you know, it's, I feel like it's good. You know, it teaches you to just be stubborn and just, just do the thing. Right. I was, um, funny that you, you mentioned that I was going to, uh, to do makeup once upon a time, um, (laughs) that, um, I think it's the same beer that you had. There was a a fight club beer from, uh, other half. Yes. Um, um, I think the water balloon, the water balloon fight. Yes. Yeah. That, that was the one. Yeah. The, um, so I ended up doing the, the one with the bar of soap. Um, and I know you saw, but my original idea was to do something similar to what you did. And I asked Jen, I was like, can you put makeup on my eye to make it look like I have a black eye? And I was going to put on like the shirt and tie and, and do the thing. And I, you know, then the beer was just kind of like sitting there and sitting there and I didn't want it to go bad. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I have the courage. Like, is it going to come out right? And like, I'm putting makeup on my eye. And if I don't like it, like, <laughs> so I just kind of freaked out and, and just did the whole thing without, <laughs> without me in it. But that was the first time I, I considered uh, makeup. <laughs> Well, I'm disappointed that we didn't see this post, but I know. You know, never say never. I know. Yeah. I, I haven't told anyone else about this yet, but I was like, I'm asking my wife to put makeup on me for, for a beautiful picture. Um, so, I mean, it's one of those, one of those funny things, but I just, I couldn't bring myself to do it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Um, I, I think I currently have like, about it. I don't think I've even posted in like a month, but like, just cause things have been crazy at home, but um, I have like six posts currently and it's just, you know, I have the props, I have the idea, but it's just like the time and effort it takes to stage some of these photos. Right. And it's just, it's a lot. Um, so I feel like that's probably one of the biggest challenges for me is just finding the time to sit down and, and take all the photos and then do the editing and all that stuff. Right. Right. And that's, that's one of the biggest things too, is, is finding the time to really bring it to the caliber caliber to what you want it to be. Um, I mean, you have, you know, a job and kids and, you know, a husband and you have to make dinner and all these kinds of things going on. It's really hard to find the time to just kind of be by yourself and get this shot done without being pestered or, you know, have to put kids to bed or do dinner and all this kind of stuff. So um, I haven't been posting as much as I would like to either because I'm 
you know, I was like, I know what I want to do with this post and I know it's going to take an hour and I need to take the picture 50 times before I get it right. Um, so that's, that's a little frustrating too, where I was like, I know I want to get this idea done. Like I, it's in my head. I know how to do it. Um, but I just need the time to do it. But like, you have to, you know, you have to balance it. Um, cause it's, you know, it's just Instagram, but <laughs> it's, it's so much fun to do that. I'm like, I really want to do this, but there's, I know I can't do it this week because I need so much time for this one. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, no, it's true. And I think like what's hard um, with like the composites that I've been doing recently is that like it just involves a lot of different, it's just a lot of movement because um, I've right. been trying hard to sort of pay attention to light and like where things go. And that just kind of means like moving around like the soft boxes or just like holding really uncomfortable poses for a long time. <laughs> um, and it's like the whole time I'm just like, I feel ridiculous. And I'm like praying that one of the kids doesn't come downstairs and like see me. Because like you know, a lot of the poses that you see in my photos, they only make sense when like the photo comes together and you see all the stuff that I've added. But when I'm by myself, I just look like a crazy person. So <laughs> Um, you know, if I'm like downstairs, like holding a beer with like my arm around like an imaginary person, I'm like, please, like, you know, don't let my you know nine year olds come downstairs and setting a bad example and just gonna think mom is crazy and all that stuff. Right. I remember you, um, you telling me about the, uh, the fight club, uh, picture that you did and you're like, I hope my kids don't come down and see like mommy laying on the table with a black eye, like wondering what's, what's going on? <laughs> How did she get a black eye? Exactly. <laughs> So many questions. Yeah, so many questions. Exactly. Um, so speaking of uh, of questions, I won't hold you to to just one. But what are some of your favorite breweries, either in the area or that you've been to, you know, away from home? What are what are some that really stand out to you? So the local ones in my area, I would probably say I have two favorites. Um, one is Black Flag, which is actually not Virginia, but it's Maryland. But you know, it's close enough, so I'll call right. it local. Um, but like, you know, they have, um, speaking of sort of like the nerdy label art that you mentioned earlier, so, so many good ones. Um, you know, they reference a lot of video games and like, they just have a great style, but then they also have like really, really good beers to match. Right. Um, if you go into their tap room, um, in Maryland, you can see like all like their star Wars, like murals and stuff like that. And like the people there are really cool. Um, so they would probably be my favorite in the area. And then after that, in Richmond, um, Richmond, Virginia also has a really good beer scene. And the Vale is probably one of my favorites there. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of the area, probably Toppling Goliath, which I will actually be visiting in August, which Ooh. I'm super excited about. Very nice. Um, and then Mortalis, uh, other half, which are both in New York. And I'd love to go back someday to visit um, them in person. And then just, you know, some West Coast breweries like Monkish and um, Humble right. Sea. Right. What about you? Uh, those are, yeah, those are all very good choices. Um Locally, um, my favorite would probably be uh, Icarus uh, Brewing Company. They're in Lakewood, uh, New Jersey, where I grew up. Um, they're just sort of a, a hometown brewery, and um, they always have at least 15 to 20 beers on on tap at any given time, which is is uh, great. Um, so there's variety you know, for everybody. They do everything from IPAs to barrel-aged stouts and lagers and all kinds of different things, so that way – you know, if you're not into IPAs, like maybe there's only five or six out of 20, there are all mm-hmm. these different things that you can try. Um, and they also do uh, something that I think is really cool is with their their canning, they'll let you buy either single cans or they'll do mixed four packs because they're releasing, you know, three, four beers a week sometimes. And it's yeah. it's hard to spend, you know, $80 when you want to try all these beers and getting four of everything. Yeah, totally. So it's something that I wish more breweries would would sort of latch onto, And, uh, you know, especially when you're pumping out that much beer and that many mm-hmm. different beers each week to let 
everyone try everything without spending a hundred dollars when they go. So I'm a big fan of that. Um, Source is is another one. Um, I think I've sent you a couple of beers. beers, Thanks to thanks to a generous friend that I have in New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they're like this big uh, farmhouse brewery out in uh, Colts Neck, uh, New Jersey, and there's a distillery uh, right next door. Uh, to it, which is really cool as well. So they do a lot of um, really good milkshake IPAs. They do uh, farmhouse beers, saisons, um, a lot of a lot of different IPAs, uh, stouts, um, sours, you name it. Um, really uh, top notch stuff. Um, and then like the obvious ones in Massachusetts, uh, Treehouse and, and Trillium are, are two of my absolute favorites. Um, so I have plans to go up there in September, which will be really nice um, to haul home a bunch of beer again. <laughs> so I uh, only go once in a while. So I usually end up bringing like hundreds of dollars worth of beer home. <laughs> well, as you should, me. right? Yeah. I was like, I have to make the trip worth it. So, um, so that's, uh, those are a couple more of, uh, of my favorites. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous. I've always wanted to visit, um, you know, Treehouse and Trillium. I think just like the whole like New England strip, like has so many good breweries and I feel like, you know, they taking do. a road trip in the fall would be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, and the the grounds there are absolutely beautiful um, up at Treehouse, and they have this big outdoor area uh, where you can sit and drink. And uh, where it is, they had a pizza oven. I don't know if that thing ever came to uh, fruition. They have this sort of like big uh, tented uh, outdoor area, like absolutely great ground sculpting, um, and just a, sort of a, a beautiful place to sit outside. And they have their their canning is down to a science. I mean, the line is is absolutely crazy, but. Yeah, they come out and give you cards. So that way you say, you know, you write down what you want. Um, Mm -hmm. You can buy by the can, which is really nice too. So another place where you don't necessarily have to buy four of everything if you don't want to. Um, So they they know how to run it because it gets insane. But they're one of the places that that really figured it out. Um, So that's, that's why they're top of the line for me. No, it makes sense. Absolutely one of my favorites. Um, So as far as... um, as your page is concerned, do you have any hints uh, as far as what's coming up next? Any any little <laughs> hints for post ideas oh, man. that you might um, have? Uh, you don't have to go too into detail and, and give away any surprises, but anything that you might have uh, in, a, in a vague sense? You know, I feel so bad about this because I feel like I'm always dropping hints. And like, you know, the plan is absolutely to do them all eventually, but like, it's just again, like time, um, you know, right now, Actually, this weekend, I'm meeting up with a cousin of mine um, who did a video with me a while ago, um, just something a little bit silly and fun. And we're trying to hopefully get something done that I've had planned in my head for a while now. Um, so there's that. Um, I don't know. I guess like my ears earlier are his. Um, is, <laughs> I'm sure most people can recognize who this is. And then, you know, I don't know if video game people out there will recognize whose ear this is, but ears. So ears. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's another good one that we'll be looking out for. Um, so how would you, um, how would you say that you got into craft beer? Was it um, sort of a gradual thing? Was there an instance that you um, knew this was the good stuff? <laughs> hmm. um, well, I don't know. I always, I always, I always sound like an alcoholic or a lush, but like I've always liked the drinks, right? Um, right? You know, as a bartender in college, it's just like, you know, really fun, great way to connect with people. Um, but I don't think I really knew as much about beer at that point it was more sort of like you know cocktails and spirits and that kind of stuff right um i had a friend of mine who got into the beer scene pretty early and so he would you know be trading and like bringing stuff um because you know there was no shipping beer back then it was all you had to have connections right and you know they would, you would bring stuff from like Vale, you know treehouse um trillium and then i think at one point 
I told him I was not an IPA person. I did not like IPAs. And then uh, he brought back something from um, The Alchemist and it was Hedy Topper. And I remember I drank it and I was like, okay, I've been converted. And it's just, you know, kind of been gradual and pretty consistent ever since. Yeah. And that's that's really a good one to start with. I mean, that's like the holy grail for years now. Um, so much so that um, they started distributing to New Jersey and places are getting four packs of it and charging like $35, $40 for it because they know that they're going to get some suckers who know that it's – yeah, it's good and it's sort of like the the pioneer as far as IPAs and, and craft beer are concerned. But no four-pack of beer is worth $40. Um, and they're, you know, some of these places are, are getting called out and it's just a crazy thing to see like – because they don't get much of it and they know that someone's not going to question it. And they're like, oh, I heard this was what I'm supposed to be drinking. And then <laughs> they don't know that it's it's twice what it should be. <laughs> I know. Um, what about you? Did you have like a gateway beer into craft beer? Um, one of the gateways was probably Allagash White. Um, was was one of the ones that really started to get me into that. Because there was once upon a time I hated beer just in general, um, even like into college. I know. I know. It's it's crazy, right? Um, but, you know, I was a poor college student and when you're going to bars, it's either $9 mixed drink or a dollar beer. So I kind of – like <laughs> All I, the natty you know, uh, Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So I like I knew I had to learn to like it and I did and it wasn't good beer at the time. Um, but I had a few friends who were into like better beer. So – um, I would have things like um, like the wheat beers like Hogarden, uh, Francis Connor, some of the like the German wheat beers that were much better than you know yeah. your, your Coors and your Millers. So I was like, okay, this is really good. Um, and then it wasn't really until uh, Jen and I started dating that we started getting into it together. So we'd have things that were still sort of steps up, like we'd go with Yingling, and then Shock Top came out, and then the big one was probably Sam Adams mm-hmm. um, that like really really mm-hmm. got us into. Uh, the craft beer world because there was so much of it around and they would have those uh, like big sampler packs. So there'd be five or six different beers that you can try. So that's what uh, sort of really got us into it. And then, um, you know, just kind of up from there. Um, And weirdly enough, like even though I started to like beer, you take a scroll down my Instagram page and it's like 90% IPAs. (laughs) But once upon a time, like I hated, hated, hated IPAs. I couldn't couldn't do it and then that was this was before you know like ipas were juice and haze and like fruity tasting and and thick um you know they were piney and i was like this tastes like the the bottom of a forest floor and i don't know how people drink this (laughs) it was awful now we like it don't we like now all the all the resin right (laughs) truly madly deeply like savage garden level love them now um so that was <laughs> something that uh, was a a gradual process uh, getting into this and now it's, it's IPA all day. <laughs> um even though there's there's nothing I won't uh, there's nothing I won't drink there isn't a style that I really don't like uh when it when it comes to beer. So you put anything in front of me uh, chances are I'll drink it <laughs> at least once. <laughs> I don't think I asked you what you were drinking tonight. Um so I have um uh double crushed gems from other half uh, DC. Uh, my cousin who lives in D.C. was up uh, this past weekend mm-hmm. and uh, she was able to bring some some beers up for me, which was really nice. Um, so they have that place that opened up uh, in D.C. now, which is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I, I love Other Half. I got to go to the, the place in New York once um, with one of my old college roommates and the beer like at the source, like even even better than what you get in a can, you know, that's know, distributed anywhere. Amazing. 
Um, but really still exciting because they, um, they're distributing like in my neck of the woods now so I can find other half beers in, in liquor stores around, which is awesome, uh, because yeah. I waited a long time for that. Um, <laughs> so that's, yeah, another one of my favorites is, is other half. And, um, so they have New York and now they have DC, um, which is really cool. So I'm sure you're happy about that too, to have that yeah. locally. Yeah. Um, so this one I got, um, this is a, uh, Imperial IPA, um, at 8% alcohol, so <laughs> something a little heavy for <laughs> for bedtime, but <laughs> um, but delicious. Like 8% really heavy these days. I feel like so many of like the double IPs and stuff are like 8%, 9%. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty standard now for, for these to be that heavy. Uh, last night I was, um, I was drinking a, a beer. Um, it was a pineapple and coconut sour. And I cracked it open like after my daughter went to bed and I didn't realize fully until I opened it that it was like 11% and this is like <laughs> eight o'clock at night. And I'm like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> like who makes an 11% sour? <laughs> like I've never even seen something oh, like this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was uh, delicious it. and it was, it was worth it. But I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know that this was this strong and it is way too late for this. That. You know, I remember there was this one time where, um, you know, I had time, like, and it, it was like before, I'm trying to remember what was happening, but like, I think I had work later in the evening, but like I had this like long break. So I was like, all right, I'll just have like a beer with my like early dinner. And I didn't realize it was like an 11 percenter. And I was like, why are my cheek got? And I looked at the label. And I was like, oh no, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> just like that. Right. And especially with, with some of these beers that are able to hide it really well. When you get these, like these 10%, 11%, whether they're triples or, you know, barrel age something where they just hide the booze completely, they just pack it away somewhere and you don't know that you're in trouble until you're most of the way through the beer. And then all of a sudden you can't stand up (laughs) (laughs) on on the first try. (laughs) Um, So, and it's, it's weird. Like sometimes you're okay after one of those beers and just based on the makeup of them, sometimes there'll be like a 6% beer that. Like I get halfway through and I'm like, whoa, like this shouldn't be feeling like this for something that's that low. But then I don't know. Sometimes they just hit you in a weird way, Mm -hmm. even though the alcohol content's not that high. Right. (laughs) I don't know if it's just getting older or. (laughs) um, Oh, my gosh. Don't even talk to me about getting old. I feel you. (laughs) Um, And that's um, so one of those things um, about getting older and and dealing with beer is, is going to things like beer fests. How do you feel about those? Is it hard to get through for you when you're drinking for like four to six hours and there are hundreds of beers that you want to get to? What, what, what have your experiences been like with those? So I'm going to be really honest. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like a shy introvert, but like I do identify very much as an introvert. And so, you know, I like the smaller gatherings of people, Right. Um, you know, the beer fest. I mean, I think they're fun. Mm-hmm. And I think that especially if you're going with like a crowd of people and friends, like it can be, you know, just a great time. But like, you know, there's so many people and there's so many lines and like, it's just right. oh, a lot of times like it's hot, you're standing in line. It's, I don't know if it's really my scene. Right. Uh, I do think that you do have to hydrate. I don't know, this sounds so old, but like you just, you really have to hydrate. Otherwise the hangovers when you're um, in your thirties are just not, not a fun time. They're brutal. Yeah. So hydration is important. And um, when we go to, um, you know, beer fest once in a while, the, uh, the pretzel necklace we've come to find is uh, (laughs) very, very important. So you get, you know, those, uh, those extra carbs in you to, uh, 
to pad it. But every time we go to one, all we're thinking is we're too old for this shit. It's just like way too old. I mean, it's four hours and you're just drinking constantly and you're exhausted. And I'm like trying to like check in these beers to remember what I had. And I'm like with my phone out half the time and trying to, to at least remember like, oh, this one was really good. Like, let me at least make a list of what I've gotten. And then you start forgetting and it's just – they're, they're a whole mess, but sometimes we go to one, we still don't learn our lesson and we go. Um, so I did make plans uh, to come down to uh, to Snallygaster um, oh. now that that's being held again um, down in D.C. Um, so that's going to be my next uh, beer fest. I know. So we'll I'm see so how excited that, goes. that you're coming down. Yeah. Yeah. So we're uh, we're going to meet up um, you know, before the fest and have a couple of beers and then – um, probably, probably best that, cause I'm going to be, uh, uh, probably destroyed after, <laughs> after that. I, I heard there are something like, I don't know, 400 beers there, um, at, at this festival. Oh, and it's a, it's a crazy huge one. And I'm pretty sure they're going extra hard since, you know, last since, year yeah. you know, and everything they couldn't. Right. Right. So, uh, I'm very excited, but also kind of very scared. Like, how do you get into even a, a tiny fraction of that in, in four hours? <laughs> It's just, it's way too much. It's overwhelming. <laughs> well, you know, if you get into trouble and like, you know, you're passed out somewhere, you can always call me. I'll pick you up in my minivan to make sure I'll bring you your Advil and your water. Oh, perfect. Perfect. You are a saint. Thank you. <laughs> um, so <laughs> what would be some of your favorite uh, people that you've uh, been following on, on Instagram? Do you have any like favorite accounts, someone who's doing something like really creative, really special that you're really enjoying? Yeah, um, so I would, I think it's almost kind of like, you know, in the award ceremonies, there's like categories of like people or movies and stuff like that. So when I think of it kind of in those terms, um, I would say like the creative accounts are pretty close to my heart, just because like, I know firsthand, like how much effort and time and work goes into them. Um, Just there's some, I mean, you know, obviously your page is one of like the first ones I discovered and I really love just like your creativity and you know, I was always curious to kind of hear more about your creative process, too. I think early on, I asked you, like, for asked you um, to show me, like, your t- a tour of, like, your epic kind of toy room, essentially. Um, right. And, like, it's just wondering how you come up with, like, the sets that you do and, like, how you even decide between, like, your 15 different Ninja Turtle sets. Um, so, I mean, well, short answer, you are definitely one of them. Um, I guess in terms of creative accounts, uh, there's a woman, well, a girl in... Uh, Rochester I think uh, a beautiful mess and she right. like I love kind of how her stuff is all over the place in like the best kind of way like she doesn't stick to just kind of one type of creative content um but really just I think really does what sort of moves her and I feel like you know she does it so beautifully um there's a few more kind of like niche accounts I think that specialize in like a specific type of content um for instance oh my gosh I'm like blanking on her name um Well, I'm going to look it up right now. Sure. No problem. Um, This can be edited. So yeah, take your time. That's cool. Okay. No, but (laughs) like, uh, so Paired Pints, um, he does like a lot of food and like, he also does kind of like miniatures and stuff like that. And I think he has incredibly creative content. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, there's a, you know who I'm talking about, right? Like she does a lot of wonderful flat lays and I was like just talking to her. Um, I think I know who you're talking about. Usually with you know a lot of food. About? It's, um, she just has like a lot of like beautiful flowers and stuff like that. 
drawing a blank right now on like her handle. Um, Craft beer mistress, by some chance. Is that no, her? it wasn't. Um, oh, you know what? It was beer lives here. Beer lives here, I would say. And you here. can, um, yeah, beer lives here. She does like a, a lot of really beautiful flat lays with like okay. flowers and like just her photography is gorgeous. Um, you know, our, our friend Kevin Nova Brew Jacket, I feel yes. like there's a lot of really fun posts as well. Um, and then I, I love like the women who kind of combine like the science and like the beer. Um, there's like the beer chemist and she's a fairly new account. Mm -hmm. And Susie Bennett always is just like a great mix of, you know, fun and beer science. I just saw her Loki post, which was was awesome, too. She yes. just put one up. Yeah. So I, I know I know her. Um, and yes, our, our friend Kevin, who does Nova Brew Jacket, he's his creativity has been through the roof lately. And he does some things where I've had to ask him, like, how did you do that? <laughs> so like I get ideas for these things. I'm like, oh, man. He's, yeah. he's really, really getting into it and he's, he's a lot of fun. He is. And I feel like that, I think that's kind of like the most important thing is that I feel like this is supposed to be fun. And I think that at some point, you know, like we talked about before when it takes up a lot of time or like you get kind of hung up on making it, um, you know, perfect or a certain way, like you, you forget to have fun. And I right. think that he just has such like a great attitude and I feel mm -hmm. like he's always a really good reminder that like, you know what this is all about. Right. 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 And I know like we we're, we're trying to, to, to do this kind of creative stuff and it gets frustrating because we're, you know, if you have that perfectionism, um, but yeah, it's, it's so much fun. And to what it's all about for me is just connecting with people. Um, so people like you and like Kevin, who I'm going to get to meet, um, just making friends with people and trading and seeing what, what, what people can do out there with their photography and mm -hmm. this kind of creative stuff. Those are the pages that I, I like to gravitate toward. Um, so we, we, you do have to remember to have fun with it because it is really a good time coming up with this, this kind of nerdy stuff. <laughs> right. Um, uh, so some of mine would be obviously, you know, Kevin um, is one of them. Another page that I like is called uh, Retro Brews, uh, Brews mm -hmm. with a Z. Um, he does these themed uh, posts with like a beer, a toy, and then an old school video game. So he creates a theme for the post. Yeah, um, so he yeah. does those in a nice, like a nice clear box and they're very simple, but um, a lot of fun um, on, on his page. Um, there are a couple that are um, um, toy related. So uh, one is called Beer and Fun, where there's a lot of action figures in the shots. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's another one called um, Hops and Heroes. Um, so those two are, are very similar, like really cool. Um, shots with like uh, these diorama backgrounds where there'll be an action figure and kind of a setup and, you know, uh, action figures with swords, like slicing cans in half and, and things like that. So <laughs> yeah. obviously right on my alley, like I love that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so those are um, a couple of my favorites um, that have been doing really cool things. And obviously yours, um, you know, one, one of the first pages that I, I discovered and, you know, I wasn't sure if people were like really doing this kind of stuff, like throwing toys and all these kind of nerdy uh, <laughs> concepts into, um, into their pages with beer. Like, Oh wow. these are like two of my favorite things and these people are doing it too. I know. It's right. awesome. Um, like speaking of toys, I mean, I got to ask and I'm sure people want to know, how did you kind of start? Like, where did your Epic collection get its start? And has it just kind of exploded since you started this page or? Um, so a long time ago, um, probably 10, 12 years ago, uh, one of my friends had bought me um, just this like little Ghostbusters toy. It was like these little like minifigures uh, sort of. Yeah. So my friend Jack, um, who does the show with us um, too. So we're you know, obviously 80s babies and love Ghostbusters. So he bought me this, this little toy once upon a time and uh, we worked together um, at a particular store. Um, that's how we became friends. And then 
after that, like I realized that he was into toys too. And we would just start kind of going on toy hunts together. Mm-hmm. And I started with, you know, mostly Ghostbusters stuff. And then I started just remembering like all these things that I had when I was a kid, um, you know, Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, Batman, mm-hmm. Transformers, um, yeah. all the stuff that I, I grew up with. And I realized that there are like all these other grown men out there that are still collecting toys. <laughs> and I thought, this is so cool. Like I need to reclaim mm-hmm. You know, all these things that I, I knew I had when I was a kid and that my parents, you know, threw away when I was a moody teenager and lost interest in all of it. Or, you know, if my brothers and I hadn't broken them into pieces before that. Um, so we had all, all this kind of just epic stuff and it's still around. And there are, you know, there's eBay and all these toy shops, the vintage toy stores that still have these things like on the card. Um, and then there are toy companies that are doing reprints of these things. Uh, like the real Ghostbusters line just came back out through Walmart. Uh, Kenner is redoing that, like all these toys that I had when I was a kid. So I, I bought all of them through <laughs> through Walmart so far. And I was like, I, I this is my childhood all over again. Um, it's an investment in your personal happiness. It is. That's right, yeah. Christian. It's an investment in my personal happiness. So hence the toy room. Um, I will never, ever stop <laughs> because there's always more. Um so I've just been recollecting all that, uh, all that kind of stuff. I have, you know, all these Ghostbusters toys and Jurassic Park and Batman and Marvel figures uh, up the wazoo. Like it's, it's just one of my absolute passions in life. Yeah. And then I got to sort of marry it with, you know, craft beer and coming up with these, these themed posts. And because um, once upon a time, I was just doing sort of um, like these really amateur beer pictures on my personal Instagram and I wasn't like paying any attention to anything. There would be like stuff on the counter and like clutter on a table. And I would just be like, oh, here's this beer that I'm drinking. And there would be like shit in the background um, <laughs> that – and I was like, this is – here, here's the beer. Don't pay any attention to any of this. But then um, at some point, like I was doing that for years. And then one day Jen was like, why don't you do a beer page, like an actual beer-centric Instagram? And I was like, okay, that sounds good. She's like, I've been following like some of these – these pages and it looks like they, you know, they have a lot of followers and, um, you know, they'll get beer sent to them and, and all these little things. And I was like, Oh, that sounds good. Um, and she's like, I saw these like couples beer Instagram pages where, you know, people are into it together and they go to breweries and, you know, so like, why don't we start one of those? So I was like, okay. <laughs> um, since she's into it too. Right, there. right. Right. I was like, you want to start a beer Instagram page with me? Like, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, keeper, obviously. <laughs> That's so amazing. And I love that you guys, you know, wrote it together as a couple. And like, I was going to say, like, speaking of Jen and like marriage and stuff, like, do you ever, um, I mean, I think, you know, we said before, like, we're so lucky to have spouses who just kind of like, you know, share in this passion with us. But like, do you ever get like the stink eye when you like bring home yet another collection of toys or in my my case, um, glasses? Like, that's the thing that I started is that I didn't realize there's so many amazing, um, you know, glass makers out there. And like, speaking of just kind of like the 80s nostalgia and like all the nerdy stuff, like one of the big things that I've been doing is just kind of collecting glasses with, um, you know, just like Dragon Ball Z and like Teenage yep. Mutant Ninja Turtles and like, you know, Zelda. And like, I just, I can't resist it. And I'm always like, well, I have to, I have, to have this one. And then every single time like this round box arrived, my husband's like, hmm, hmm. another one. And like, sometimes I'll get to it before <laughs> he does and I'm like, I'll hide it behind <laughs> another glass but right. they'll always discover it and be like i haven't seen that one before and i'm like oh. <laughs> well i've got a question for you both then Absolutely. what's like what's the dream toy 
that like you wanted it as a kid you can get it as an adult but for whatever reason you just haven't yet or the one you're trying to seek out currently hmm like if it, if you saw it on a shelf you were like yeah i'm getting that right now <laughs> that would be the ghostbusters firehouse from from kenner which i had when i was a kid <laughs> and is gone because i probably broke it into pieces and I'm waiting to see if Kenner does it again because they're doing the Ecto-1 um, and they've done all the other Ghostbusters. So they have to do the firehouse again. And if it comes back out, I'm buying it immediately. I don't care if it's $1,000. I will put money away every every week, every month until that happens. <laughs> see, me and you share a mutual obsession with Ghostbusters. So I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have an, a pretty unhealthy obsession with Ghostbusters to this day. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm obsessed. <laughs> See, this is the danger is that like we all get each other and like, you know, I feel like the levels of enablement here are just like dangerous. Right. You know? <laughs> right. And that's uh, me too with the with the glasses you were talking about. Like I just bought another uh, two beer glasses. I don't need another beer glass. I really don't. Um, I don't even drink out of like a fraction of them that I even have. Um, <laughs> right. Like there are so many that I, I have. And then, uh, there's this like, account called the hop rat, um, that I follow that does like really beautiful pictures. And he started making glasses. Um, and he made two, there's a teku glass with these, uh, sort of like colored fruits on them. And then another like sort of rostel glass with, um, with co- different colored hops mm-hmm. and they're just gorgeous glasses. So I had to, he put them on sale on his website and I was like, Oh, two more beer glasses. Why not? Yeah. Don't need them. But they are gorgeous, and I I had to have them. And I, it's like monkey see, monkey buy. <laughs> it is, and it's funny that you say like you actually don't drink out of half of them because like you know my husband says the same thing. He's like, you buy these glasses, and like you don't touch them. And I'm like, but what if they break? Like I would die. And I actually brought out my most special glass just for you today. Oh, uh, I love it. So this is um my one of my favorite glass makers is um Sintop, nick um ohanian and he mm. this is like a hand-blown glass by Juan Travolta. and so it's kind of meant to look like a turtle shell and so like on this side you see like the person the person turtle and then on the back <laughs> like you can see well i drink most of my beer but it's like right. a shell with like the the weapon on it right so that's perfect and I know that you are a big Ninja Turtle fan, and that's you know one of the things that I, I definitely like about you. You uh, had done posts with all four Ninja Turtles before uh, with a certain uh, line of beers where you dressed up as each Ninja Turtle. That was just incredible. And so, how did you uh, how did you get the weapons for uh, for those posts? Out of curiosity. <laughs> Um, you know, a lot of people have asked me, I said, do you just have, you know, like, you know the stuff lying around, right? laying around the house? <laughs> casually. Um, so my brother-in-law, he, um, he did some martial arts and like, he also, um, instructed some like kendo classes and stuff like that. So he actually collected like a bunch of props and weapons. Um, so a lot of those kind of swords and stuff that you see, like the bow staff are from him. Right. And then. Um, I actually, I, I bought the size because I was, I told my husband when I bought them, I was like, look, I can use them for, <laughs> for Michelangelo, uh, Raphael, and I can use them for Electra. So it wouldn't just be one right. time. He was like, oh. and at that point, you know, right. it was already done. So. He knows how to pick his battles, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that you just have to try to try to explain. Um, I was um, taking a picture of this uh, Beetlejuice themed beer. Once upon a time. So I, for some reason, didn't have any uh, Beetlejuice toys in my collection up to this point, even though it was, it was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went on eBay and I bought a, a Beetlejuice figure with like his uh, his sort of grave bed. 
Um, and I was um, in the middle of like taking the picture and Jen walks up and Brielle is like asking, what is that? What is that? And um, and she's like, you bought that just for this post, didn't you? And I'm like, no, maybe, maybe, no. Be honest with me. <laughs> and I got How the, the, the stink guy. Use yeah. that excuse. I bought it for the kids, but it's really for you. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, there are certain things where I can't even try to pass that off. Like it was for me. Yeah. <laughs> Did I buy it f- just for this post? Mm, I don't know. You leave that to your imagination. But I was like, I, hey, I needed something Beetlejuice in my collection. So, I mean, it's, you know, I'm not not throwing it away after this. I know. I actually just acquired the ultimate beer prop. And it okay. was exactly the same situation where I told my husband, it's for our daughter, our three-year-old, or our almost three-year-old. And, like, it's one of those, um, you know, those, like, I think power wheels, like, Jeep. Yeah. situations going mm-hmm. on and it's a very specific one which without you know going into too much detail for spoilers it's <laughs> um based on a certain beloved dinosaur movie series okay. and i was looking for one for a while and thinking like oh, should i just get like a miniature and then like shoot it up real close to make it look like it's large and you know i, I just put out like an ad um or not like an ad like a post for our local facebook moms group saying like by any chance does anyone have this specific jeep and like somebody did and i was initially just gonna you know borrow it from her but then she was like well i'm gonna sell it and i was like (laughs) so it showed up in our garage one day and my husband was like please tell me this is a kid's first year second i'm like yeah i mean you you, yeah you can think whatever you want but it's here and and now (laughs) now you have to deal with it husband (laughs) that is that is an awesome story and that you know just further proof that um, these kind of things, you know, you you never get too old to appreciate them. No. Um, so no, no matter how old you get, like there's still always going to be that nostalgia for what you grew up with. Um, so what were some of your your favorite things, some of your nerdy things, whether it was a, a movie, a cartoon, um, anything like that, that still kind of sticks with you to this day and you still really appreciate and will dress up as. Or... <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, it would be a lot of video games, kind of like the old school. Um, you know, I grew up with like Nintendo, PlayStation and 64, right. um, you know, all of those. And so a lot of like the old school RPGs and video games um, are really just like near and dear to me. Uh, any and every time I see a Final Fantasy theme beer, I will snatch it up. Right. Um, things like, I guess, like for Mortal Kombat, Zelda, um, you know, all of these are sort of like my favorite series. And if I ever see them, I will just, you know, have to get it. I'm trying to think in terms of like a lot of like the older, um, you know, cartoons, Batman, um, you know, X-Men, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. These are all pretty, uh, you know, just whenever you see them, it's like you said, it just kind of sparks some joy in like your inner child. And it's like, it's just great to kind of have that nostalgia, like in beer form. Cause then it's like, you know, you can enjoy it as an adult, but you know, it kind of speaks to your inner kid too. Right. And it's just, it's kind of amazing to see um, with, uh, with the themes of a lot of these beers that we drink that they're, you know, adults that are brewing this beer and they still, you know, like they grew up with us and they're still appreciating all this stuff and they're, making TMNT themed beers and Ghostbusters beers and Jurassic Park beers. And like, I, I see these labels and it's, and it's almost weird in a way because like you see this and you're like, I have to have that. And in a weird way, like in the back of your head, you almost don't care like how good the beer is <laughs> where you're like, I, I need that label. And I need, I like, I need to have that right now. And the beer could be crap for all I know, but I don't, I almost don't care because that label art is so cool and I need to have it like in my house and I'm going to keep it. 
after I drink the beer. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I feel like this is, you know, I love that we're sort of like-minded in this because I think that there would be some, you know, purists in this like beer community, like and for good reason, right? Who would sort of look down on that approach because for them, they could care less, um, you know, what sort of form or container the beer is in as long as like the beer is good, right? Mm. But then I think that, you know, one thing that we've really seen is that like the label and like the art and how much effort they put into um, just kind of, evoking like a certain feeling it's just it really is part of like the whole experience and for me I would even go so far as to say that it's like just as important of like part of the experience as like you know the beer in itself right so. right of course and yeah not not to say that the the beer is not important at all because I, I do want it to taste good but there are some times where I see a can and I'm like I have to have it like and if I have to drain pour this beer you know if it's really that bad, it. then like but I'm going to keep the can like absolutely um, but it's just, it's, it's, it's really cool to see that, um, that this is still going on and there's still this appreciation for all this, all this stuff that we grew up with and enough that they'll reference it on a beer can. Like exactly. and there's so many nerds that are still around and nerds are the best people to me. So um, 100%. I'm glad to connect with as many as possible. Um, you know, we were talking about like how so many of sort of like the classics have been covered on beer cans already, right? Like Ninja Turtles, Jurassic Park, um, you know, Zelda even, right. but like, has there ever been sort of like a dream, um, beer theme that you would love to see on a label? Cause like, you know, you've got like a whole stash of figures ready to go, but like you just haven't seen yet that you would love to. Um, so I haven't seen a whole lot, um, as far as Batman is concerned. So that's not something I've been able to incorporate very much. So something, um, I obviously I grew up with, uh, Michael Keaton as Batman, you know, the, the first Batman movie in 89. So something along those lines, um, or even like the animated series that I loved, you know, when I was a kid, the cartoon, um, or even, you know, the Dark Knight series was was absolutely amazing. So yeah. I don't see a lot of references to that as far as what I've come across. You know, I, I've seen the Ghostbusters a bunch and Ninja Turtles a bunch and Jurassic Park and all, all these kind of things. But that's one that I, I would love to see something so I can incorporate, you know, that part of my collection in a post at some yeah. point. It's true. I don't know why there's not more love for Batman or like the DC comics in general, because I right. feel like I've seen some, you know, Marvel themed stuff, but like, you know, right. not so much love for Batman. Right. So that's, yeah, that's, that's one that's been a, a little bit missing. So I'm hoping to find like a, like a legit Batman themed beer that I can do something with. And I will when I find it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what about uh, you? Is there anything that you're, you're still looking for as far as that? Any like a big idea that you have and you just know you need the perfect beer for it? Yeah. And so, um, I guess, you know, earlier today you asked me like, you know, what comes first? Is it like a beer? Is it the idea? A little bit of both. I would say like, you know, third variable to that lately with my like ever expanding glass collection is sometimes like the glassware, right? Like I'll get like a gorgeous piece of glassware, um, with art that I really want to highlight. And so I ended up getting this like really, really cool, um, gambit glass and, you know, he's got like the staff and like, instead of a regular staff, like the artist designed it so that like the staff is like a, um, like a mash paddle, like a huge one. And I was like, oh my gosh, like speaking of things I could ask my husband to build, um, I could ask him to build this like, gigantic mash paddle. And I think one of the things that I've been slowly doing is, um, you know, just kind of trying to recreate some of my older posts, but with like a different skill set. Um, to kind of better match like my aesthetic now. Um, you know, I tried to do that with, um, I think you actually had in your stories earlier, it was like the Topping Goliath, uh, the Intergalactic Warrior post. And I've, oh, yeah. I've been wanting to do sort of like a Gambit re revisited post because I have the glass for it, but I haven't found 
a good Gambit beer. And so I would love to see more sort of X-Men themed beer um, and, you know, just do something with that. That would be great. What is your uh, your favorite X-Men movie? Hmm. You know, I think it's kind of sad because I feel like X-Men is very, it, it's been very hit or miss and I've been pretty disappointed with a lot of them. Um, I would have to say my absolute favorite is Logan. I think it okay. was the X-Men movie that, or the Wolverine movie that we deserve. That we deserve. Um, yeah. And that, that I great. feel like it just really did justice to the whole old man Logan character. And there was like, so it, it wasn't, even just like a comic book, comic book movie, but I feel like it really just transcended the genre. Um, there's just so much thought behind everything. Like, you know, there's a scene where um, like Charles Xavier is inside that like big water, um, water tank thing. And like, you know, it's got a bunch of holes in it. And like, you you know, it's, it really just kind of evokes like the, the imagery of him inside Cerebro, but like the old sort of decrepit broken down version of it. And it was like, Oh, like it's so exciting seeing that. Right. Um, so I would have to say that is probably my favorite. And then after that, um, this might be an unpopular opinion, but maybe X2, I feel like objectively it wasn't the best movie, but I feel like it just showed a lot of kind of old fan favorites, including um, Lady Death Strikes. I was excited to see that interpretation. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would, probably an unpopular opinion, but I, I get uh, absolutely what you're talking about because a lot of people crapped on that movie too. And I, I remember liking it for what it's worth. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a cinematic gem or Oscar worthy or anything like that to still kind of like tickle your nostalgia and, you know, just make you happy as a moviegoer. Um, sometimes right. that's what it's about. Um, for me, I think it would be uh, is, is first class is, is my favorite uh favorite okay. X-Men movie. Um, it was, it was great. I didn't see like the last couple X-Men movies that came out because I heard that they were just terrible from like just moviegoers and X-Men fans alike. <laughs> or I was just like, don't bother. So I didn't. <laughs> um, it was probably a good call. Yeah. But uh, first class was awesome. I mean, just seeing like all those characters young and then especially watching like Michael Fassbender come up as Magneto. That was, he was mm -hmm. so, so good. He's um, so perfectly cast. He was. He was perfectly cast, and that was um, that was a joy to watch. That's one that I'll watch again and again. So, and I loved the X Men when I was a kid. So this was to kind of see that like in like an origin story and actually a good one mm -hmm. um, was was really cool. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So, Caroline, thank you so much for being here tonight. I really appreciate you doing this with me. Um, you know, being on a podcast and <laughs> I know I put you on the spot with a lot of these questions and you've been a great sport. Um, so we're going to wrap up for the night. Um, so please, even if you're not into beer run, don't walk, go follow Caroline at glimmer of hop on Instagram. If you are a nerd of any sort, you will pick up what she's putting down. I promise you, um, you won't regret it. Um, and for now, uh, you can follow me at honey. I drunk the beers on Instagram and please follow the show, uh, Chris Abalo's podcast experiment at Cape Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and you can find it anywhere that podcasts are uh, basically just like subscribe. Please follow the show. Give it five stars on uh, iTunes, on Instagram, uh, on YouTube, wherever you can find it. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, and once again, thank you, Caroline. I appreciate you being here. Um, it's been great. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Good night, Ryan. Thank you.